Tuesday was a day of joy and sorrow for many San Diegans. The good news being that many parks were reopened, allowing people to enjoy a socially distant outdoors. However, that is contrasted by the outbreak itself. The county reported 15 more COVID-19 deaths, bringing the current death toll to 84. This contrast gets at the point of concern for governments large and small. When should you reopen, and how do you keep the outbreak at bay? For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is a special live episode of your San Diego News Fix. David Garrick, you cover City Hall for the Union-Tribune, and you've been keeping an eye on what's been going on. For the parks reopening, why now? Uh, Well, I think people are restless, and I think there's pressure on the mayor, but I also feel like uh, even though yesterday was a big hit in the number of deaths, prior to that, when this decision was made Sunday and Monday, it was uh, made Sunday, announced on Monday, you know, the the death toll here had been relatively flat, and, and the number of cases hadn't really risen as much as people had anticipated a few weeks ago when we started the stay at home orders. Um, and the mayor was very clear that if things get worse with hospitalizations and intubations and ICU beds and deaths, that this could easily be reversed. And this is a very just a very soft opening. And the mayor, Mayor Kevin Faulkner of San Diego, has made it clear that this is an experimental move to see how it goes to see if people practice social distancing and to see uh, you know, if they gather in groups or whether they are respectful and use the parks just for ec- exercise and, and uh, passive recreation, not basketball games and baseball games and picnics, but just sort of passive wa- walking through or maybe two people who live together walking through together. So basically all the rules of social distancing still apply. You can't gather in groups. You can't play most sports that allow, you know, touching and sharing of services. Um, So how would you describe Mayor Falconer's kind of response to this crisis? Because, you know, it seems like the county has been the focus because they have the public health department. But how would you describe Mayor Falconer's kind of plan? I mean, I think at the beginning, he was very ardent, you know, and in some parts of the country, ideology has played a role. He's a Republican, a moderate Republican, but I can't see anything that he's done that that would indicate that he is taking more of a skeptical view of the threat of the virus or whether we should follow stay-at-home orders. Uh, he's been very, very aggressive. He shut down the bars. Um, uh, he, he seems to be operating in, in the way that public health officials are telling community leaders and government leaders that they should be operating. Yeah, but there's not complete unity when it comes to San Diego leaders. There are some people pushing for an earlier reopen. Why do you characterize some of those divisions that we're seeing kind of on other governmental levels? Um, well, I mean, there are certainly people who, who are frustrated with the economic impact, and uh, there's the mayor of Coronado would like to see beaches uh, open. At least uh, you'd like to see, I guess, coastal mayors get together and come up with a plan uh, on how that could work. And Mayor Faulkner has mentioned kind of in vague terms that he's working with other coastal mayors and other regional mayors to try to come up with a plan. But I think I think everyone is reluctant to take the first step and uh, – I know I actually live in Coronado, and I know the people here, for our, their major concern is if the beach gets open, will people flock to Coronado? So if they could open it and only have local residents use it, I think people would be much more comfortable with that. People are proposing, hey, let's open the beach from 7 to 9 a.m., figuring tourists and people from over the bridge uh, won't come to Coronado. So those are the kind of debates that are taking place here and I'm sure up and down the coast. Uh, but Anyway, I feel like Mayor Faulkner has been mostly a leader on this issue and not someone who's gotten involved in the, in the controversy of it. Explain on the parks, too, because I think it's very, it's very complicated the way they've done it. I don't, I'll, I'll try to simplify it for the people watching this. Is uh, Most parks are still closed. I would say most. Smaller parks are open. Big parks like Mission, uh, Mission Bay Park uh, and Balboa Park and Mission Trails Regional Park 
those are basically still closed. The idea is a small neighborhood type park where you can get recreation. Now, the caveat, a little part of Balboa Park is open because it behaves as a neighborhood park because it's near housing. Also, the East Fortuna part of Mission Trails Regional Park is open because that operates sort of as a neighborhood park because people can walk there. So the idea behind this is we don't want people driving to parks. The city doesn't want people driving to parks. But if you can walk to a neighborhood park and go there and, and get some exercise and get some fresh air, it's an opportunity for people to get rid of some of that claustrophobia, feel like they're out uh, enjoying San Diego, enjoying the beautiful weather we're having this week um, without endangering anyone because they are able to practice social distancing and not gather in groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very carefully written. And, and, and another element is that the, the, the signs in front of the park still say closed. And the main entrance to these parks are closed and the parking lots are closed. So you have to be sort of a savvy neighborhood resident and find your way into the park through a side door. But that's not that's not incompetence by the city. Isn't that they forgot to unlock the gate? They left the gate closed on purpose so that you have to be a local person who is ardent and wants to get into that park so that the casual person doesn't drive from 20 miles away, park in the parking lot, go in the front entrance, and then more people gather and it becomes a big crowd. And then all of this effort that we've been putting forth the last five weeks of staying at home will possibly be counteracted by a big outbreak of the virus. Yeah, it makes sense, because if you do it the way that the city is intending, you're essentially socially distancing as a community. And if there were to be an outbreak, if people aren't going from one end of the city to the other, theoretically, you'll know where it is because people aren't moving that much. So does the mayor have a plan just in case people don't follow the rules and start big gatherings? Like, do you have a sense as to when the hammer would come down? There were some folks who were saying, how can you, you know, enforce this? And I think it's a fair question. And I think the mayor's response is, we're not going to proactively enforce this. We're not going to have an army of police, you know, roaming the park. And we're not going to have, uh, you know, peop- uh, I guess city employees stationed at every park that's been reopened um, to make sure that nothing happens. But they say police are going to swing by more regularly than they maybe have been. Um, and it's going to be on a, pro- a sort of complaint-driven basis. So if somebody sees a gathering in a park, you're supposed to call the city and say, hey, there's a gathering at this particular neighborhood park. So that the police can go and, and I don't think they're going to cite people and arrest them, I suppose, if it were out of control or if the people resisted. But the general idea is they're going to go and say, you're, you're not supposed to be gathering with this many people. Please disperse. Please keep in mind we still need to you know, follow the stay, uh, stay at home and social distancing rules. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other part of this uh, whole controversy is how this is affecting small business. And you had a story in today's paper that kind of explains that there is possibly some silver lining. Why don't you explain what's happening there? Um, this doesn't have to do with small business. The city's uh, small business program has has had uh, been oversubscribed. So many people have, have applied to it that uh, they've run out of money. Uh, but uh, but that's a you know it's a six million dollar program, and also three companies uh, gave uh, money to uh, private companies uh, contributing money to to boost that. But the city is facing a huge deficit, uh, two hundred and fifty to three hundred million dollars, because San Diego relies so much on hotel tax revenue. Uh, and the hotels are empty. This has affected tourism more than almost any other thing. People don't want to travel. They don't feel comfortable. Uh, you know, Comic-Con has been canceled. The Pride uh, Festival has been canceled. Those draw so many thousands of tourists to San Diego every year that when San Diego's finance staff is looking at projections, they see $300 million deficit, which is a huge hole for the city to fill. The annual budget is about $1.5 billion, so it's like 20%. Um, but 
The federal government uh, passed uh, the CARES Act about two weeks ago, a $2.2 trillion relief act. And there was $150 billion in that for state and local governments. And the state and local governments complain, well, that's not really enough. And I still think they feel that way. But San Diego uh, finance officials have done the calculation, and it looks like that money will mean $249 million for San Diego. So that would almost close the city's budget gap. The caveat is that there's some restrictions on the money. It's supposed to be spent for pandemic-related expenses that didn't previously exist. So San Diego officials are kind of struggling with how that's going to work because their big issue is they lost a bunch of revenue from tourism because of the pandemic. And they used to use that money to pay their bills. So they're still hoping that this new money from the federal government that they can use to pay their bills. But the money mm-hmm. said you can't use it. To, you have to use it for pandemic-related expenses. Well, what is that? So city officials uh, are supposed to have a phone call or some sort of communication with uh, federal officials on Friday to get some more details about how that money can be spent. If the city is able to use that to close its budget cap, I mean, that's a really big thing for the city. Because right now the city is looking at uh, shorter library hours shorter recreation center hours, closing municipal pools, and, you know, dozens of other big cuts. And maybe those could be reversed if the city can use some or all of this money to help close that gap. It'll be really interesting to see what we find out after that meeting, because as is pretty much everything in this pandemic, we're kind of, you know, putting down the tracks, the train is coming along, we don't really know what's next. It's a wild time. Governor Newsom said that uh, six cities in California split the, the money that so far has come. Again, there's hope that more money for local and state governments will come. So San Diego is lucky enough to be among the six cities in San Diego and in, in, in uh, California with more than 500,000 people. Smaller cities right now have still got nothing. They're hoping, obviously, they will. But right now, it's really just big cities who've gotten federal aid. Mm-hmm. And finally, uh, as you've been covering uh, City Hall and kind of San Diego's government in general, what are some questions that you hope uh, leaders can answer in the coming weeks? Because it does seem like we're entering a new phase of this pandemic. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest one is going to be what the new normal's like with with beaches and gatherings. I mean, so many people live here for that kind of thing, going to fire pits around beaches, uh, dog parks. You know, those are some of the things that people really cherish about San Diego. Are those going to be able to operate? How, I mean, is there a plan? Will we have enough testing where people will be confident in going out? Um, you know, our our restaurant industry is, is one of the lifebloods of the city. You look at Little Italy, you look at the gas lamp. All those restaurants, are they going to have to restructure and have their tables farther apart? I mean, there's so many questions. It boggles the mind when you start thinking about them, you know, what the new normal is going to be like, especially in a city that's so focused on outdoor recreation where people gather and tourism and restaurants. Not that other cities don't have that, but that's kind of what San Diego is all about. So it's going to be tough. Yeah, this pandemic has really hurt kind of. You know, the heart and soul of San Diego, the things that make this place great are the ones that are taking the greatest hits right now. All right, David Garrick, thank you so much. Thank you. Now your coronavirus update. County officials reported Wednesday that an additional nine residents have died of COVID-19. The region also logged 57 more cases of the novel coronavirus for a new total of 2,491. To date, 96 residents have died of COVID-19. Of the most recent victims, three were women between the ages of 68 and 99, six were men between the ages of 38 and 86. All had existing medical conditions. National City has passed an emergency order requiring a face mask or covering to be worn while outside. San Diego is calling on landlords to help house homeless people through a new incentive program. 
the Landlord Engagement and Assistance Program, provides monetary incentives to landlords who want to rent units to people who are experiencing homelessness, including seniors and veterans. The program will assist the city's efforts to house homeless people currently staying at the San Diego Convention Center. California Governor Gavin Newsom called for expanding testing capacity statewide, saying that it is key to deciding when to end the state's stay-at-home order. The governor announced several new efforts to increase testing, noting that President Trump committed in a phone call to provide California with critically needed specimen swabs for testing, which have been in short supply. Newsom said 100,000 swabs are expected to arrive in California this week and 250,000 next week. The governor said that six new testing sites would be operational soon, prioritizing black, Latino, and rural communities. He said the state has made arrangement with labs to offer 1.5 million serological tests at 130 facilities. That would substantially increase California's coronavirus testing capabilities, which currently averages 14,500 per day among all public and private labs. The Newsom administration target is for 25,000 tests per day by the end of April and 80,000 daily tests in the near future. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. We want to remind you that information is your first line of defense. The San Diego Union-Tribune is dedicated to bringing you the latest news in print, online, and on our podcasts. Right now, you can read our public health stories related to the virus online for free without hitting the paywall. But you can get all of your news at your fingertips wherever and whenever you want if you're a subscriber. Don't miss a story. Go to uniontrip.com slash subscribe. Until next time.